When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week and another episode of the Everything Medicare Podcast. I am your host, Christian Brindle, where every single week I bring you an episode and a podcast where I discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. This week, I got a big treat for everybody. I am doing my first ever interview with a fellow insurance professional, someone that I respect immensely. Um, someone that started out in this industry with me, someone that I am proud to call a brother of mine and a friend, and I think he's very knowledgeable, very intelligent, and he's helped a lot of people in the Medicare world, and I think he's got a great perspective on some topics that we're going to talk about today, folks. So I, I, I want to introduce my longtime friend, Ken Hao Boo. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Christian. First off, I want to thank you for having me today on your podcast, and greetings to everyone that are listening in today. I hope you all are having a fantastic start to your new year and living your life to the fullest. Um, so Christian, a little bit background about us is Christian is one of my dearest best friends. We've been through the insurance industry since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. We started out in network marketing. Uh, selling juices <laughs> until his dad took us under his wing uh, in regards to Medicare because we saw the value in helping people and being compensated with that as well. That's right. That's right. Um, well, I think we're going to have a real good conversation here today. Um, my, what I, what I want to know, first thing and foremost, my first question I want to ask you is about necessarily, you know, a problem that doesn't get discussed enough in the Medicare industry. Um, I'm a big believer that only a small percentage of people that give advice today about Medicare to necessarily give the best advice. With 90% of insurance professionals in the industry being out of the industry within a three-year period, they're constantly being replaced by agents with little to no experience. This causes the information that's being provided to normally not be the best I believe that these agents go through growing pains when they're new in the business. You know, you, I went through them. You went through them. I, everyone that I know has gone through them. And I think to some point their consumers go through with these pains with them. Um, in short, I think the high turnover rate hurts the customer and the consumer. That's why I believe it's one of the biggest problems in the Medicare industry. It's just you have a lot of agents running around that don't necessarily have the knowledge that they need to properly inform somebody that's on Medicare or getting onto Medicare. What I'm curious to know is what is the biggest challenge that you think a person on Medicare goes through that doesn't get talked about enough? A, a challenge that maybe can prevent someone from making the best decision for, the, for that person. I think a lot of times when it comes to making a decision when it comes to Medicare as to agent to Medicare, it can be a very complex field. And I believe that a big challenge for most people 
I would stay is finding the right agent. As Christian said, there's a lot of turnover rate in this industry. More than 90% of agents that come into this industry typically um, don't last or fail within the first few years because they are not consistent with the service that they provide to their customer. And my biggest advice for people that are shopping around that are new to Medicare is don't just settle on your first option because a lot of times I see people just settling on the first option, that first appointment they have with the with that first agent they met without realizing that there could be better agents out there or better products out there. It's always important to understand what options is available out there and see how each agent uh, provides your service, perhaps one person that you meet might be a better fit uh, working with you than the other one. And you got to always judge their character, what their intentions are, whether they're, they're genuinely trying to help you or more so just interested in what's in your pocket, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Right. You know, and one thing that I often overlook is a, is a person's health history, uh, especially when it comes to your pre-existing condition. You want to make sure that the plan that you're selecting are are going to cover those pre-existing conditions. You don't want a plan that is not going to pay for that for you. And just making sure that uh, things are staying within your budget um, and making sure that your agent is just not going to show up and disappear over time. Mm. Uh, One of the biggest lessons I learned in this industry to have a successful career is to to work with, with an agent that is always in touch with you it's your they're easy accessible for you You can reach them through a text call they respond to you in a timely manner they're not just gonna come sign you up and just disappear they're actually gonna come help you stay and serve you going forward so one of the biggest advice again is just making sure that you're feeling the agent's intention who they are as a character uh, making sure that there's a good word of mouth, perhaps, for, for one of your friends that have previous experience working with an agent. Make sure that you're, you're shopping around for your option. Truly know what is out there and don't short sell yourself just to save a few bucks. I love that. I think you're right on the money there. Um, I think a lot of people today, they really base their experience off of, you know, their neighbors, you know, what their neighbors picked up, what their sister picks up, what their friend picks up. And I think you hit it right on the money. I think shopping around is so important and making sure that you're linking arms with someone that cares about you more than they care about how they're going to benefit from it. So I think you hit it right on the head there. Another thing I'd like to know is, and I think this is one of the most interesting topics that we're going to talk about today. There's a lot of talk about Medicare, you know, and where it will be in the long term. This has been a topic that's been going on a long time. Um, With me growing up around this, this was always something that was a big topic in my household with my dad. Um, There's always some kind of worry, you know, with something happening to Medicare. And Uh where do you see Medicare going in the next 10 years and why? Funny you ask that, Christian, just because we've had this discussion ourselves in the the past as well. But one thing I can uh, say to you is... I'm not a genie. I don't have a lamp to rub on. (laughs) I can't really say. But one thing I can say is that we've always heard that Medicare is going to disappear over the decades, but it has not disappeared at all. 
And now it's actually being discussed in the government about providing Medicare for all. And if that happens, it will be wonderful for the people. Uh, but again, I, I can't really foresee the future, but Medicare has been a really strong part of seniors' daily life. And I, I see that there it's, it's here to stay and it's here to improve as well. I love it. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> um, another, another topic I want to talk to, I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears to this. I, uh, there's a lot of debate out there which product is the stronger product and which way is the better way for a person to go. The, the, the Medigap, also known as a Medicare supplement, or Medicare Advantage plan. And there, this, this goes back and forth like a teeter-totter. Which product do you think is superior? If you had to lean one way or another, obviously I know that you know different people have different needs and circumstances, but if you had to stick with one side of the pendulum on that, mm -hmm. what product do you lean towards and why? You know, straightforward answer to that, uh, to answer Christian's question, I would go with the Medicare supplement. If I can afford it, I want to have the, the freedom and the flexibility to, to know that my inpatient and outpatient services are going to be 100% covered. I don't have to go through the extra mile to pay for my bill or wait in a bill for the next few months wondering if the bill is going to come or if there's a bill that's going to be due like a Medicare Advantage. And you can travel anywhere within a nation and just have that flexibility to, to know that you have coverage. But essentially, the, the I think the most important key point that we have to focus here uh, that there's no bias here, you know. There, there, there are options for a reason, mm -hmm. and both are still around for a reason. And everyone's needs are different, and our decision making can change as we move forward in life as well. And nothing is certain. One thing I can say though is that Medicare supplement, as I mentioned, provides flexibility and freedom. And depending on the plan that you choose, your in outpatient services may be a hundred percent covered, such as the Plan F, right? And I always recommend getting a nice plan when it's your open enrollment because you're not going to be underwritten or be subject to underwritten and have your premium be increased or have the chance of being denied. And it covers all your pre-existing condition and it's guaranteed renewable as well. On a yearly basis, you're, you're, you know for a fact that your plan is going to stay the same without it changing constantly like a Medicare Advantage. But again, for... When it comes to Medicare Advantage, though, if you're a healthy person, you're you're newly eligible for Medicare, uh, I would definitely recommend taking a look into Medicare Advantage programs because they do provide you with additional benefits that are beyond Medicare coverage, like preventative dental, vision, hearing. You get things like fitness membership, transportation, over-the-counter coverage that you would not get with the Medicare supplement uh, supplement product. So. It's kind of a trade-off there. And one thing that you do need to realize is that if it's your first time on a Medicare Advantage plan, you do have a guarantee issue, right? That within the first 12 months, if you're, if you're not pleased with that plan, you're able to hop on a Medicare supplement and you're guaranteed issued on it regardless of your health as well. So make sure that, that you're always educated on what the options are, what is suited for you at the time of your life because as I mentioned, things do change and keep in mind though uh, it will become harder usually for people to get on a Medicare supplement later in life just because as we age uh, his history says that our health usually decline and 
uh, they, those health questions may prevent you from being able to get a Medicare supplement company. So if, if that's the case, if you're concerned about that, go with the Medicare supplement straight away. And the one last thing is it just, oh, between these two plans, it's always important to make sure that you're working with the right agent. Uh, you're getting an annual review because with the Medicare Advantage plan, they do change on a yearly basis. So you wanna make sure that your doctors are still part of the network. Their prescriptions are still covered. Uh, so that's it with that questions. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me. I think it's a great point. I think that based on someone's situation, I think our situations are like snowflakes. There's no two that are the same. Different circumstances, and I, I think that's a great point, and I think you hit it right on the head. Um, folks, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to end out this first segment. I'll be right back with segment two, and Ken Howe will still be here with me, and we'll dive into some more interesting topics that can help you make good decisions with your Medicare. Stay put. Hello, everything Medicare podcast nation. I am back with segment two of this week's episode of the Everything Medicare podcast, and today I'm talking with longtime friend of mine, one of my best friends in this in this world, um, someone that's worked with me ever since the beginning in this industry, Ken Hao Boo, um, and we're talking about Medicare and how we can make not just your life easier, but everyone's life easier, how the decisions that you make can potentially not only save you money, but make your, your life easier, the convenience factor, everything. And we're going to dive right back into this conversation that we were having and ask Ken Howe some questions on what you can do to help yourself. So another topic I wanted to discuss is agents. You, me, a lot of people out there, there's a lot of agents and brokers in this world. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit in segment one where, you know, 90% of agents are in and out of the industry. You know, there's yep. a lot of fly-by-night agents, I feel. And my and so I get a question asked to me pretty regularly, and that is, what is the benefit of working with an agent? What does an agent really do for you? Um, what I'm curious to know is, why do you think someone should work with an agent? And what are the advantages of working with a good agent? I'm excited to answer this question because I... I I see this in a personal perspective and a broader perspective from all the events that we've gone to. So I myself right now as a, as a young agent, I'm part of a millennial group. I'm only 25 years of age. I started in this industry when I was 19. And me and Christian personally together, we've gone to a lot of events together where we are the youngest agents in the room. Everyone around us are 50 years and plus and older. And the biggest factor and that you want to look for in a good agent, and I know for a fact, working in this and making it this far and seeing all the different successes with different people, um, isn't uh, agents that has good marketing plan. Uh, it isn't because they are knowledgeable of the product. It's about them treating how they would want to be treated if they were a client of yours themselves. What I mean by that is uh, respect they're easily accessible you know uh, what mm -hmm. i do myself uh, when i when i work with my clients is each of my clients they have my personal cell phone now for most people uh, most agents they don't do that they're scared to do that they don't want their personal life to be interrupted but for me you know what 
I want to be that agent that provides you with that good service. I want to leave a lasting impression. I want you to know that I'm going to be there for you, that you can rely on me as your agent. Um, and you can, and I respond to the text um, within, typically within a few hours. I have a guaranteed 24-hour response time. I communicate with them through Facebook as well, email as well. Uh, an agent that are good to work with are also honest, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what they promise you up front at the very first appointment that you meet with them. They are, they follow up with a walk based on a talk that they had with you. And they're just not going to disappear like a, a lot of these other agents as well. They're responsive. Uh, they And a lot of times you can actually go on Google. You know, now it's 2019. You can check on their social media, mm-hmm. their past history to check on their review based on other people's personal experience as well. So the biggest factor, like I mentioned, it's all, it's all about communication, um, them just being friendly and them doing their due diligence on a yearly basis, they're checking with you. But what I like to do is uh, check in with my clients on a quarterly basis just to see how they are, at, uh, how they are, just to let them know that I'm here for them and I haven't forgotten about you and I'm here to serve you because this is what I do and what I love doing and I love helping you. I think that's, I think that's a great way to word it. I mean, I think so many people you know, are afraid of making the wrong decision and buying from the wrong person. I think all of us can think back to a time where we've bought someone, something from someone that we wish we didn't, you know, whether it be a car, maybe it even is from another insurance agent for life insurance or some other type of Uh insurance product in the past. And we've all had that in our lives where someone promises us the moon and once we need them, they're nowhere to be found. They just you know, the service that they promised isn't half of what it is. And I think that's a very good point because finding, I think you hit it right on the head. I think finding a good agent makes a world of difference opposed to doing it on your own. Um, Next question I wanted to ask you is what should someone look for in a good agent? Now, when it comes kind of back to where we we talked about, uh, as I mentioned, when it comes to looking for a good agent, the most important aspect is they're friendly, they're honest, they're not beating around the bush, they get straight to the point. Um, and especially, a lot of times I always recommend, you know, if because I'm only licensed in Utah, so if you're, you're a listener outside of the state of Utah, you're looking for someone to work with, I always recommend speaking with your friend directly to see what kind of path, previous experience and current experience mm-hmm. they have working with good agents. Because a lot of times, people that are on Medicare tend to you know, a couple of years down the road, by that time, they tend to have gone through a few agents because usually people mm-hmm. don't settle on their first. And I myself as well, when I when I meet with a lot of people, I have met with a lot of different people that, that tells me, oh, my, I can never get a hold of my agent. Oh, my agent's not in the industry anymore. Uh, my agent's just really rude. Or uh, one of the... The funniest thing is my agent is a captive agent. They they only sell one product. Oh yes. They, they work they work for a specific company. They they're not independent. So make sure that you're working with an independent agent because just like when you're you're shopping for a house, you don't settle on your first option. Just like when you're shopping for a car insurance, you probably have a car insurance agent that is shopping around for you. So same thing with an insurance company, uh, insurance agents there. They're able to shop 
uh, a plan for you within the marketplace that is most suitable for you instead of going with your first option with one company, the best product for one company. But this way, you're able to find something within the marketplace that is right for you. Right, right. I think that's a great point. Um, I ran into a funny situation in the last six months here where, you know, this this person had worked with this agent. He signed up on the plan with them. He tried to call him numerous times over a couple of year span and the agent never returned his calls, never picked up the phone, didn't even bother to return mm-hmm. a phone call. And finally, he called him in year three of being on the policy. The guy picks up, sounds like he's asleep. And the the client jokingly goes, what, did I wake you? You know, and the agent goes, as a matter of fact, you did. I'm in Hawaii on vacation. And, you know, he's like, it's like an annoyance kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and I think there's so m- I think that that story in maybe not the same terms or circumstances happens to so many people and puts a sour taste in their mouth. And yeah. I think, you know, being available, like you said, is so important. And yeah. I think it makes the biggest difference for people. Um, you know, don't, don't let just one bad experience deter you from uh, giving other agents the opportunity mm-hmm. to present themselves and carry themselves to, to be able to help you. Because uh, I like to think that myself is, um, you know, always seek professional help because same, it's the same concept with other things. You, you don't treat a broken bone yourself without seeking out professional help from a doctor. So make sure that you're giving everyone an opportunity just because you have a bad experience with one person that doesn't dictate your future experience. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the best part is, you know, once you find that right person, you're going to create a lasting relationship uh, and a friendship as well. And that's going to be an expert, expert guidance to navigate you through the process and provide you with an ongoing assistance. And the best part is, it's no cost to you. So why wouldn't you? It's a no-brainer. I love it. I love it. Let's switch gears back to Medicare supplements and Medigaps for a minute. Um, there's a there's a topic that you know. I get asked a lot of questions about, and I'm interested to hear your perspective on. The Plan F. It's been around for so many years, starting in 1992 for an insurance plan that's ancient. Um, so many people don't know what to expect when they're grandfathered in starting next year in 2020. What would you say to anyone who's listening that might be affected by this change, and, and what advice would you give to them? This is a great question. Uh, Christian, especially for people that currently already have Plan F and what they uh, what they should expect going forward uh, with your Plan F. What I would recommend is if you're happy, stay with it. No need to complicate the process, right? Now, if, if you have pre-existing condition, if you're wanting to change plan, it's going to be harder for you because every insurance company is going to have you go through health questions. And that typically can cause a denial or even cause your rates to go up and if you do want to change change plans or change company from a plan f to perhaps a plan g or plan n if you're doing so go ahead and apply but do not send in your termination letter with the current company that you have until you know that your uh, new plan is going to be accepted and improved and, and effective because the last thing we want is for you to send that in and send your termination letter in with your current company at the same time and then you not having a plan if that new company does not accept you as well. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so so just keep that in mind moving forward. 
And a lot of times too, when it comes to plan F, if you are changing, for me, when I meet new people, I tend to not uh, recommend a plan F just because with the plan F, for they have a medical regulation that mandates that people that are uh, leaving an employer coverage and stuff like that, they are able to get under plan F guaranteed issue. So let's say uh, past Medicare of age, when they were newly eligible at 65, let's say now they're age 70, they're still working, they're just getting off their plan, and they have cancer. These insurance company have to take that prospect that have cancer and pay for their claim. So you as a plan of beneficiary, you're, you're with a pool of people that has a higher risk condition, which in terms affect the insurance company that will have a higher claim payout and in return, will have a higher rate increase on a yearly basis that are affecting you. So if you can, I always recommend people to take a look into other plan options like a plan G or plan N because they tend to have a lower rate increase. And in the past as well, there are other plans in the past similar to plan F where insurance company has decided to stop offering them. And what happens with those is when you don't have new people coming into the plan that are, that are, not as healthy and not as young, what happens when that stops happening, the rates typically go up faster and higher on a yearly basis. So I recommend that if you can, uh, take a look into other options and make sure that you're not sending that termination in, termination letter in before. Make sure you do that after you are accepted. So that's that's the key point and takeaway there. I think I think you hit it right on the head again. I mean, what it comes down to, folks, is, you know, I think the biggest problem is there's a there's just been a lot of misinformation about what's happening with the plan. If I've heard a lot of people that think they're going to be canceled in 2020, you know, and and, you know, I think it's important, you know, that this information is being put out there. Mm-hmm. So people kind of know what to expect. They know what their options are. They know that, you know, hey, you know, if if you're if you're able to switch plans it might not be the worst thing yeah but but if you're like it like i mentioned you know if 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 the rate increases isn't too high and if you're mm-hmm. happy with the plan there's no need to complicate things you're mm-hmm. happy with where you are just stay put that's, that's my right. recommendation that's right very true folks i'm going to end out this second segment and we're going to come back with you we're going to take a short break stay with us and we're going to continue on with our third segment and some fascinating, helpful, interesting questions with Ken Haobu. Stay right there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to segment three of my interview with my good friend, Ken Haobu, who's a Medicare expert. And we're talking to him today about the steps that you can take to make your life easier with your Medicare plan and just make things simpler for you and benefit you to the most of its capabilities. The the next question I wanted to to touch on, Ken Howe, and something I wanted to talk about was what is a big issue that you see your clients face and that it should be addressed? And what type of plan do you see people pick up that you think is a mistake and why? Okay, great question. So, Christian, when it comes to uh, so Christian's audience is when it comes to helping you select your plan and what I do personally to help you narrow down your options is first thing first is all about making your life easier. I want you to 
keep your current doctors. You're not going to make an abrupt change in terms of changing your pharmacy. You got to take a new prescription. You got to change your doctors. No, that's none of the case. We're going to check your doctors uh, and she help you. Like I mentioned, that's why it's so important to work with an independent agent because if they work for a specific com uh, one specific company, offer one product, that product may, may limit, limit you in terms of your current doctors may not be covered and you would have to shop for uh, seek new doctors, right? But when an independent agent's available within the marketplace, you're, you're able to check your doctors, make sure they're all in your network, make sure that your prescriptions are all covered and find a plan that's going to be the most cost-effective for you moving forward. And also take into consideration that you, uh, with your budget, if it's going to be uh, feasible for you, just because uh, based on your pre-existing health condition, we might wanna spend a little bit more on your premium to have a better coverage if something do arises again. You wanna make sure that those, those stuff are gonna be covered right perhaps like family history or if you have low income what i also do for my clients is we look into patient assistance program for them for example one of my clients she has ms and that prescription alone each month costs more than ten thousand dollars per month Whew. insane but because of the patient assistance program she does not have to pay a single dime it's a hundred percent covered right that's why it's so important to work with a professional because in a lot of cases, you yourself uh, as a consumer, you don't know about these things. You don't know about the options that are available for you. And most of all, you don't want to be paying $10,000 when it can be 100% paid for, right? And then uh, with some of my clients as well, when they have low, their low income, I, use, I always assist them with the process uh, of their Medicaid application. And depending on the category that they fall under, or the medic Medicaid level that they're under, uh, I've gotten my clients to have their to have the state pay for the Part B premium. I have other examples of them having all of their prescriptions covered as well, where they qualify for low income subsidy. And when you have a low income subsidy, you're able to change your plans throughout the year. You're not locked into the open enrollment uh, period time frame as well. And then when you have Medicaid, also you get all your medical expenses covered as well. But the, the primary factor, like I mentioned to you, is I make sure that your doctors are covered, your prescriptions are covered, I'm in constant communication with you to make sure that you're, I'm keeping in touch with you that to let you know that I'm here to help you out with the process. And if you have low income, I help you with your Medicaid options as well. I love it. I mean, I think I say I say this all the time, you know, and I think it bears true and I think it has everything to do with, you know, what you just explained there. Making the right decision opposed to the wrong decision when you're on Medicare can be the difference of thousands for some people, maybe even tens of thousands of dollars, you know, and so it's this is serious stuff, folks, to make sure that you're doing the right thing for you. And it's important. It's very, very important because, for, for example, we just wrapped up our last open enrollment here between October 15th through December 7th. I cannot explain, I cannot describe how many instances I've met people where I've done a drug comparison and I'm saving them at least $1,000 or more and finding out some of the previous doctor that they have been seeing that they're not currently seeing anymore because of their plan, that they're now going to be able to see 
that doctor that they used to see that they liked, but they drop because the ins- uh, the the plan the insurance agent put them on, and the plan moving forward is also going to cover their prescriptions and they're static about it, they're happy about it. That's why it's so important to to make sure that you have professional help and not trying to do, to do this on your own or an agent that are captive. Right, right. Um, let me shift gears to this. I know a lot of which we might have already talked about and touched on in this podcast, but what steps do you take with someone when you're working with them to get onto Medicare that maybe you, you haven't talked about or mentioned on, on so far on, on our current questions? Mm, I think we, we pretty much touched on everything there. Um, okay. So let, let's move on to the next question. So, okay, I like this one. Who has taught you more about the insurance industry than anybody else and why? Well, this is a fun one, Christian. Because I would say definitely your dad. Uh, mm. We've been really blessed and fortunate in the very beginning to have your dad t- uh, took us under his wing and go through the trial. Uh, we don't pretty much we you know having a mentor allows you to take a shortcut, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to go through too much trial and error process because uh, his Christian's dad has taught us what works and what doesn't work. And the primary thing too is always be listening to your clients. So the biggest uh, things that I've learned from are all from my prospect that I've met and the current clients that I have. It's all about constant learning, constant communication, what kind of feedback that I can be getting, what I can improve as well. And just having Christian in my life as well, starting with him. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm pretty much I can, I'm sure he can pretty much say the same as well, just because starting out in the beginning, it was such a fun competition. Mm-hmm. We shared tips and pointers with each other to let us know what works or what doesn't work. It just made, made it more of a fun experience. It wasn't a lonely ride uh, by myself. Exactly. I mean, I think the camaraderie makes it easier to come up together. You know, you're learning things together. You're experiencing things together for the first time. And I think... The, for for if if anyone's listening that might be you know uh, a newer agent into this business or maybe someone that is you know interested in becoming an agent, I think it's really important to to work with a person or maybe even a group of people that you have chemistry with and you enjoy being around because it makes the ride so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let me shift gears to this, and this is one that I think is. Probably the question that I've looked forward most to asking you, because I think it's a really, really interesting topic. What do you think is the biggest thing people don't have protection on that they really should, and why? <clears throat> There's actually quite a lot of things. I know, me, Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage, covers a lot of Medicare uh, medical necess- necessity services, but they don't cover long-term care. You don't have mm-hmm. short-term care, a lot of plans. Medicare Advantage may have some preventative dental, but it's not comprehensive. You do have optional riders. So a lot of times I recommend people that if you want to clean straight teeth, a good-looking smile, <laughs> you want to pick up a dental policy, vision as well, hearing coverage, ancillary products like heart and stroke and cancer coverage as well. You know, things like life insurance to protect your family and your assets in the case of something that happens to you. 
and you were the primary income earner, if you were to if something were to happen to you, how is that going to affect your family? So you always want to have some sort of protection set in place so that your family without you in the picture, they are able to continue uh, living on with the quality of lifestyle that they currently have without burdening them, right? Mm-hmm. And another thing is like burial expense as well. When, when you pass away, who is going to be responsible for all that? So you want to make sure that you have something in place to help cover those expenses in the event of an accident. Now, one, I'll give you an example. So back to that client that I mentioned that has MS, um, funny thing is, she has long-term care. If it wasn't for that, she would probably be bankrupt, um, probably have to foreclose her house. But luckily, because she has long-term care, it's paying for all of her medical expenses. And she, the only thing she's responsible for is her premium. So a lot of times, you know, just like everything else, insurance is insurance. I have car insurance that I've been paying for seven years now. They have never once used, except for fuel lockout uh, experiences. But other than that, I've been paying uh, to this day probably $50,000 worth of premium, but I have not used it. It's the same concept of insurance. It's, it's all about protection. When, it, when an event happens, you have something to fall back on and cover yourself and your family. I think it's a great point. I mean, insurance is the is, is it's the old term you hear about insurance where, you know, you hope you never have to use it, but you always want to have it, you know. And um I think the 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 burial insurance is one that really hits home with me, you know, because I I I've I've worked with a lot of people over the years. I mean, even in the past 3 months I've worked with someone where, you know, they they were they were they were kind of rolling the idea around of final expense burial insurance in their head for some time. Um, they were this close to actually pulling the trigger and um, picking it up for themselves, you know. And um, two months later, the person was dead. And it was a terrible thing. I felt horrible for their family. But I wish that they picked it up because the policy would have paid day one of it being yeah. active. And, you know, I, I think more people need that type of protection. So I think you hit it right on the head. Yeah, when it, when it comes to this, uh, you can't be selfish. You can't be thinking about yourself. When it comes to end of your road, you, you got to think about how it's going to affect your family down the road. So always keep that in mind. Be selfless. Think about your family. Right, right. Folks, I'm going to take one last break. We're going to have one final segment. And trust me, the best is yet to come with Ken Howe here. So don't go away. Don't stop listening. If you do... I'm willing to bet you'll be sorry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment. We don't usually bring you a fourth segment, but today's a very special episode, so I thought it was appropriate. Um, we're still here with Ken Hao Boo. One of my best friends, long-term um, expert in the Medicare industry. And we have a couple more questions I want to ask him, and then we're going to close this thing out. The first question that I want to ask you in our final segment here, Ken Howe, is what is a piece of information that maybe isn't commonly known by the public that you think should be? 
So this is a really great question as, as we close this out because I think a lot of people, when I meet with them, uh, they're comfortable. So let's say, for example, they're still working. They decide to continue their employer coverage. A lot of times what they do is they're, they just settle. They, they're not willing to have an open mind and an open ear to what options that are available out there. So I want to touch on this subject real quick. If you have an employment coverage, I still suggest you to look into your Medicare option when you become Medicare eligible. eligible, Because a lot of times, Medicare can coordinate with your employer coverage or a Medicare Advantage program, which can further reduce the cost-sharing costs on your behalf, or Medicare Advantage may provide other services and benefits uh, that is not provided by your current employer coverage. So make sure that you're you're aware that um, how your how your benefits are going to be working out because a lot of times, like I mentioned, they they can coordinate with Medicare and Medicare Advantage plan, which can further reduce the cost on your behalf. Right, right, right. I mean, that's something that it seems to me anyway, and it's kind of mind blowing when you think about it. But there's so few insurance professionals that know that. You know, and I think that's that's hurting people in the marketplace. Yeah. Oh, another one too is if you have Tricare, still why why not pick up a Medicare Advantage plan? Because a lot of times there are zero dollar options out there, and a lot of times with Tricare VA facility, you have to stick with their network and their facility, which limits the the network of hospitals and doctors that you're able to have within your your means of options. So with a Medicare option, a Medicare Advantage options plan, a $0 premium plan, you can pick that up and have more network of doctors uh, to your disposal. And you may receive other coverage that are not covered by by TRICARE VA benefits as well. So keep that in mind as well. If you have TRICARE, it's a no-brainer to pick up a Medicare Advantage plan. I love it. I'm on board and I approve this message. <laughs> All right. So this is something that we talked about briefly. We kind of touched on it, but I didn't, I didn't think we kind of went over it as much as we should have. Um, you and I started out together, like I mentioned earlier in this industry. I want people to have a chance to hear your story from your perspective and your point of view. Perfect. So as we close this out, uh, we wanted to start this podcast out. Uh, without much introduction, I wanted to dive into educational stuff because that's more relevant to you folks there. But as for my history, starting out, I started a business when I was 19 years old. Uh, as I mentioned before, I started out with Christian selling juices, trying to recruit friends and family. That causes to burn a lot of relationship. We, we grew up throughout process. We matured a lot. And then dive moving forward. With, at the beginning in this industry, I remember the first six months, I probably had only acquired six clients. I was going to bed every night not knowing when my bills were going to be paid. I remember I, I was showering, sleeping. I, was, I had tears in my eyes. But I knew that I had a vision. I, I knew that I love people. I love creating new meaningful relationships. And I love the feeling of being able to help people and being compensated by it. And I knew that if I was consistent and persistent, I, I will make it because if someone else can do it, why couldn't I? So I, I push forward. I, con- I continuously learn from Christian's dad, 
from me being on the field, from meeting new people, from the feedback that I get. Uh, never give up. You know, when you get beat down, only thing you can do is climb back up and stand back up, and don't don't ever give up on your dreams. So that's what I did, and finally it just clicked. I just had unwavering belief and faith, and in, and I knew that consistency was the the key of pursuing my dreams, and I never gave up on that. And here I am today. More than ninety percent has failed. Ninety percent of people has failed in this industry, and I'm glad to say. I've made it this far, and the best part is I made it this far along with my best friend Christian here. I we didn't do this alone, and we had help from each other and from his dad, and that's what makes life fun when you have when you can share experiences with with people that you care about. Right, right. I love it. I think you have such a compelling and and really powerful story, and I thought that everyone needed to hear it and kind of have it shared. Um, my final question for you, Ken Hal, is let's say someone's listening to this and they were really compelled by what you had to say and they wanted to work with you. How can they get a hold of you? Easy. You can text me my cell phone at 801-674-8578. Again, that's 801-674-8578. You can call or text me there. Now, I'm only licensed in the state of Utah. So if you live in Utah, I'm more than happy to assist you. Even if you're not in Utah, I would be more than gladly to accept your calls and texts to, to shed some light about this process with you when it comes to Medicare. I know I'm not compensated or anything, but I'm, I'm, this is my duty and I'm here to help you. And I don't care if I'm not compensated, but I just want to make sure that the process is easy for you. So don't be afraid to reach out even if you're outside the state of Utah. I'm more than happy to help you. Great, great. Well, Ken Hao, thank you for being willing to come on and shed some light on some things that is important to talk about and, and you know, for being willing to put yourself out there and, you know, share your thoughts about a, a kind of a complicated topic for a lot of people. And so thank you for being here. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much, Christian, as well, for having me today. And I want to thank you for everyone that is listening and that are listening in as well. I hope you hope. You all have a lovely day and a lovely 2019. You all crush your goals and live life to your fullest. I uh, wish you all health, wealth, and happiness. Thank you, Ken How That's great. Folks, if you enjoyed what you heard today, if you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to give us a review, it would mean the world to me if you would give us a review on what you thought. And if we helped you, share it with a friend. It helps us out more than you know, because the more people hear this message, the more people we're impacting and touching. I can't wait to talk to you next week, where we will talk about your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. If you enjoy these interview-type episodes, please let me know. Give me some feedback, and we will do more of them. And until next week, take care now.